You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Write this down. Commitment issues. That's what we want to talk about. Commitment issues, particularly uh, talking about believers. Now, uh, just take a moment, moment as a believer. Um, we are at the end of 2016 and, and just traverse our way back to the beginning of the year and just think about the maturity. Have I grown spiritually? What areas have I matured in? Notice that the theme that God has given this particular house for 2016 was go the extra mile. Don't be average. Do more than enough. So ask yourselves, how, how have I went the extra mile this year? What have I done relative to kingdom, to ministry? How many people received Jesus this year as a result of your anointing? How many people have I shared the gospel with? How many have I brought to worship with me? Like I do when I go to the club. First Fridays. I don't know if they still do that. They used to when I was a heathen. Uh, do they still have First Fridays? Oh, they don't? Okay. Well, listen, do your thing, man. Don't feel condemned. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm still growing. But it's about looking at self, commitment issues. What does your commitment to God look like? And can I say something? Last week, women, and the reason why I'm going to say this, because any, any institution, any organization is only strong as its followers. That's why when we come together as a body of believers, it's unlimited what we can do when we are together. Let me say it on this side. This side still waking up. It's unlimited what we could do when we are on one accord as a body of believers. And, and just a nugget, last week I ended dealing with uh, relationships uh, just a smidgen. And let me say this. Women who are contemplating getting married, listen, Never commit to a man who have not committed his life to Christ. Hold on, because, because a man that's not committed to Christ, he is now your God. Who does he submit to? Then two, I'm not, why court a man? This is just a question. Can I let Holy Spirit flow? Uh, you know, if you only come into worship because I ask or I have to initiate, you may not be the one for me. Because when you have that personal relationship, whether you get up out of bed this morning or not, I'm going to fellowship with my maker. So it shouldn't be a thing where I have to encourage you to worship. 
Why? Because this is what I do. And it's vice versa. If, 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 if I have to encourage the woman to worship, maybe you're not ready for this. Hmm. Because, listen, you, are, you know, the person who is not submitted to the authority rule of God, that's a rebel. Now, now you become part of a dictatorship. Now, that's why some people are controlled. Why? Because I'm in charge. But if I submit to the authority of the word of God, then I should treat you as Christ treats me. Hmm. This is good. So if he's not committed now, don't be upset when he don't want to come to worship after you say I do. Something to think about. Write this down. How can you begin as a Christian without death to self and total commitment to Jesus Christ? How can you begin to live life as a Christian without death to self and total commitment to Jesus Christ? And see, there are some things that we need to understand, and I don't think people fully understand what it means when they say, Jesus is Lord of my life, when they give their life to Jesus. Because there should be a difference. There should be some behavioral changes. There should be some attitude changes. Listen to this. There should be some new disciplines that I did not have before. Why? Because I'm under a new rule now. So things should change. One of the first things before I get to my, I only have three points. But before we get to that, something necessary to understand is that I, if, if, I, if, if I'm going to even think about starting this thing, I have to understand the need to dying to self. I can no longer be in charge. I have to allow Christ to live through me. Christ who is in me, now I need to submit and allow him to live through me. That's what theocentric, theo-God centric, center, God centered. So when I'm a theocentric individual, Everything that governs my life is motivated by the will of God. I consider God in everything. I want his influence in every facet of my life. Why? Because he's first. Hmm. So let's read this. As a, as a matter of fact, Luke 14 tells us, man, count the cost. Know what you're doing before you get into this. Then he said to them all, let's everyone read out loud. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him do what? New Living Translation, please, sir. New Living Translation. Then he said to them, then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my, you must, what must you do first? What must you do first? In other words, die to self. In other words, Lord, not my will. But your will be done. The self, the self first person says, my will, not your will. But Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you got to let me get in the driver's seat. You have to let me lead. 
That's the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit, to lead us, to guide us. <laughs> then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your, turn from your self-first ways, take up your cross. How often? This is something you have to do every day. Lord, let your will be done in my life today, not mine. I'm allowing you to govern every step of my life today. Guys, this is important. As I always say, you're going somewhere when you leave here. I'm not talking about church today. I'm talking about when you go to that upper room, y'all call it. You're going somewhere when you leave here. Watch this. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up, but if you give up your life for my sake, you will what? Save it. So the way to get life is to deny myself and let God be first. There's this term called ontological individualism. Ontological individualism. And it's the belief that the individual is the only source of meaning. Everything is about me. Everything is about me, myself, and I. Everything revolves around me. And it's such a self Absorption, it erodes literally every relationship that you're connected to. It affects you in the work, in the marketplace. Why? Because I'm first. It affects you relationally, be it married, in a relationship. Why? Because everything is about me. I want my way. It affects you spiritually. That's why you have a lot of fair weather individuals. Why? Because, because they don't feel. But when I understand, and, and see, it's not about how often I come, but it's about understanding because I know whose I am. And I understand the importance of community. I want to be there. It, it, and people tickle me, and I'm going to show you some scriptures here. Well, I, I know we're the church, but we are the body of Christ. And there should be fellowship. We are the body. Okay. Perhaps in the morning, you have two legs. One decides, I don't want to go anywhere today. It affects the whole body. So to say it doesn't matter is erroneous when you realize that I'm part of something bigger than myself. Every, some, look at someone say, every joint supplies. When we obsess over ourselves, you literally lose the meaning of life. You have no idea what life is all about. Uh, go down to a couple of verses about what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. So when we obsess over ourselves, we lose the meaning of life, which is to know and serve God and, and love which is to know, serve God, love, and serve our neighbors. Then he said to the girl, no, go, go down a couple of verses. I think it's verse 25 or 26. 25. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but you yourself? See, that's the person who's all consumed about self. Everything is about me. So at the end, what do you get if God is not first? There should be a markable difference 
when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Are you here? Without commitment, our lives lack purpose. They lack meaning. How will you know when you arrived if you have no idea where you're headed? It's like shooting a bow and arrow, but there's no target. Hmm. Do you know that you were created for a purpose? And, and here's the thing. When, when those who don't understand commitment. It, 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 you know, they are the individuals who want salvation, but without total surrender. I want to be saved, but I still want to do what I used to do. Those things that oppose what's written. They want the benefits without being benevolent. I want all the benefits, but don't ask me to contribute anything. That's the person that's not committed. Lord, I see this one all the time. They want privilege without participation. I'm a prophet. I'm a, I've never seen so many people called to the ministry and haven't brought anybody to Jesus. They want to preach on the outside, but all the preaching on the inside. They, 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 they want privilege without participation. You really see, see, I know what it's like to be told to get off the street for preaching Jesus. I know what it's like to be in the streets uh, seeking and saving the law. I, I know what it's like. It wasn't, and my, and my thing was never trying to get before people. I didn't want to be before people. Real ministry is on the outside of these four walls. But so, so, and, and I'm saying that to, 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 to those who are prophets and apostles and doctors and bishops and all of this stuff. Make foolproof of your ministry because if I'm really called, Pastor, if I never get up, I, three people got saved this week. Nine got saved last week. Fifteen got week saved before. Why? Because I'm sharing the gospel of Jesus and not waiting idle. And, and see, it's easy to shine and, and see, just for those who are watching, somebody who may not know, see, and some people feed off the, you know, the claps. We don't program and do all that. If a monkey get up here, they can blow their whistles, clap their hand, say praise the Lord. So, so, so sometimes don't get beside yourself because somebody, oh, he, yeah, he, no, 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 no. They, they, whoever is up, if an elephant got up here and sang a song. And I'm saying that to say we don't make this about ourselves. Hmm. Can I ask this question? What are you afraid of? Ask yourself that. What am I afraid of? Why am I so afraid to commit? And let me tell you, let me tell you this. Your commitment to anybody else is only as good as your commitment is to the Lord. That's why I never take things personal here. Because I know... If you're committed to God, I don't have to worry about you. But if you're, if you're not committed to God, see, I don't expect commitment from anybody who's not committed to God. Because if I'm committed to God, everything else is going to line up. And that's why and I, 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 it tickles me pastors who get all nutted up, man. Why are you nutting up? Then, too, with all these heathens out here. Okay, y'all. 
So, so, so understand this. Never, and this is those who are in relationships. Never expect anybody to be totally committed to you who's not totally committed to God. Matter of fact, if you're not committed to God, what rule are you under? What laws govern your life? By what standard do you live? My own. If you have not, and see, some have been, here's, here's one of the tragedies. Some have been saved for years and still to this day have failed to fully commit. Ask yourself this question. Have I been to church more this year than I have not been there? This is a question. We're not talking about sick days. And see, if you're being condemned, that's the devil. Holy Spirit convicts. And if you feel conviction, maybe the Lord is challenging you. Hey, you know what? I need to step my commitment game up to another level. If you haven't personally and fully committed to following God, ask yourself this. What's getting in my way? Who's getting in my way? If you haven't personally and fully committed to following God, ask yourself what's getting in my way? Because you don't quit when it comes to things in the world. You don't give up. You don't tuck your head between your legs and quit when you meet opposition in the world. Hmm. And let me tell you something. We know by a person's disciplines, by their priorities, what's most important to them. Ah, uh, yeah. You can look at a person's life just to get them and tell what's important to them. They going out on me, please, sir. Thank you. Write this down. Let, 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 let me give you these things right here. And, I, and, I, and I'll be done, but I, I want to get all three of them to you. Three C's, three C's that are essential to understanding what it means to be a Christian. What did I say? Three C's. Since we're talking about commitment, I'm going to stick with the, the, the letter C. Three C's that are essential to understanding what it means to be a Christian. Number one, conversion. We have to understand conversion. What really happens when I am converted? What's number one? Say it loud like you're not mad and you're proud. All of the offended people say amen. Okay, no, no, hey, the truth is what it is. We got some offended and we'll give you opportunity here in a minute to deal with that. Listen, man, th those of you who, who used to ball out in the world, don't shortchange the kingdom. We, I mean, we took, you know, some of, we took pride. You know, I know when I used to go out, we wanted, we wanted the best of everything. Give me, you know, give me the, the big bottle. I don't, I don't, back then, I think it was maybe Moet. Wait, it was, back, it was Moet. Anybody remember that back in the day? Well, let's tell you how long it was since I was fooling with nonsense. But, you, you know, everything had to lay it out. And we took pride in bawling and get saved. But my mindset, if I did that for them, that's, how I, that's why we give like we do. Why? Because God has been good, too good to me not to honor him. Now, now, so number one is understanding what? 
Conversion. In 2 Corinthians, the, the word of God says this, let every word be established by the mouths of two or three witnesses. So I'm going to give, I'm, with these points, I'm going to give you a couple verses. We're going to move to the next one. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, of course, the reason why Paul is writing the second letter to those at Corinth, uh, there were false apostles trying to discredit his apostleship. And one of the things he let them know that you are proof of my apostleship. I'm not the, about to play these little silly games with you. Christ in me motivates me to live the way we do. Talking about him and his companions. And if that, it, it, and if that seems foolish to you, let it be foolish. But he is the reason why we do what we do. Then he goes to say, since he died for us. The least I can do is die to my old way of living. Can I show you? Second uh, Corinthians 5, verse 12 through 17, New Living Translation. Yeah, let me get these verses because I'm rolling. Okay, you want me to pull it up? Okay, let, let, let's read. Ready? Are we condemning, commending ourselves to you again? No. We are everyone out loud. We are given. <laughs> if it seems we are crazy, it is, it is so to do what? Bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for? Keep going. Either way, Christ, what controls us? So, listen, so being converted is understanding that now Christ controls. Everything I do is motivated by Christ in me. Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that all died to we also believe that we have all died to our in other words, since Christ died for us I'm going to die to my old self. Do you see this? He died for everyone. Again, the only one that could die for your sins did. That was the man Jesus Christ. The only one that could die for you was Jesus. So whoever that's for. No other name has been given under heaven whereby men must be saved. He died for everyone. So those who receive his new life will no longer what? Live. Live. So there goes self need to take the back seat to Christ. Everything is not about me. I'm part of a body now. Oh, wow. There's about two that this is bothering, but let that conviction, let that conviction work on you. Because you've been saved too long to still be doing nothing. Ah. Uh, he died for everyone, so those who receive his new life would no longer what? Live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. Who died and was raised from the dead. Let's go to verse 16 and 17. Let me show you something. What? We're talking about commitment issues. The believer, watch this. Okay, some of you who got a boo. How would you like if your significant other never, never you know, only came around when he felt like it? You couldn't hold it down, maybe. Or only came around when they wanted something. How would that make you feel? When, when, it, comes to, when it comes to honoring you, you, you want a new pair of shoes. 
Again? You know how much shoes are? Are you here? So we have stopped. Now, I want to show you something here. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How different we know him now. Now, just let me show this. And when we're converted now, I don't see, just use me, him as Rex. I, 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 I know that's Rex, but I, I see him in light of his divinity. And when I see him in light of his divinity, when he speaks, I know that he's declaring the oracles of God. And I'm not sitting there thinking, what kind of propaganda is this? But when I see him as mere man, well, doggone, how many times he can tell me to tell about the gospel of Jesus? See, that's me. But when I, when I see him in his light of his divinity, when he speaks, I know that's God speaking through him. Wow. Are you here? Look, verse, verse, verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a, has become a, the old life is, so all those, and the new life has begun. So all those things that oppose the written word, we should want to do away with those things. Yes, I can still have fun. Yes, I can still enjoy life. Yes, I can still travel. Yes, I can still take vacations. But some of the nonsense, I want to fall off. Why? Because I'm no longer that individual. So don't call me. I don't want to get high. I don't get high anymore. Don't call me. I'm not promiscuous anymore. Don't call me. I don't lie. I don't cheat. Now, I want you to come taste the good life on this side. It's selfish to be born again and still have some heathen friends and you care nothing about their souls. If you was a real friend, honey, let me tell you something, man. Aren't you tired of this same old say? Can't you see how I'm living now and you still don't have the revelation? The only reason why I keep allowing you to come around me, I'm hoping you'll get the revelation that life is better with Jesus. So there's a purpose why they're still around. Not for me to do. I don't do that mess anymore. I want you to see that God is better than this nonsense. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.